33 of Gaming Fix. I am your absentee host, Sam Harrison. Um, we also have with us today um, the technical genius himself, Alex. Coming to you live from Steam Streaming. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which just which just launched this week. Wow. We're quick off the ball with new technology. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, also Erica back from international travel. Yeah, I was also absentee. <laughs> absentee cat mom (laughs) Mm. absentee cat parents for the two of us yeah that's true well yo so sam you're married now you were not previously married when you were on the the podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's my way ring it's still how's married life yeah it's really cool i like it because it's got a flat edge you can see on the video but everybody else can't I thought married life was really cool, but he was talking about his ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Married life is also very cool. It's basically the same as uh, not being married, except that uh, legally now uh, Fiona has to give me half of her things if she gets bored of me. <laughs> There's a you legal also get obligation. To wear that cool ring now all the time. Yeah, I get to wear cool pimp and jewelry. <laughs> so, um, how, how has the transition been from going from my fiance to my wife? Um, so I found it very weird. So I um, I still find it weird when Fiona's name comes up on my phone as uh, with my surname, not hers. Um, so because like I'm like, who's that? Oh yeah, my wife. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, I don't tend to talk to that many people I don't know. So if I know somebody, I just refer to her by name. So I say, oh, Fiona and I were doing this, that, and the other. But um, if I meet somebody new, like yesterday evening, for example, I went to a friend's birthday and uh, there were people there that I did not know. And I was introducing, uh, I was being uh, introduced and I said, oh, my wife and I did this thing. And it <laughs> felt extremely weird. Um, I'm sure it will get less weird. It's been not even an entire month yet. Oh, Aww. here's my Aww. wife. Hi. Says hello. <laughs> Everyone says hi, Fiona. Oh, like, nodded and walked away and said hi. Well, all of the audience at home as well. They all, they all say <laughs> yeah. hello. All, all um, two people that are watching. One of them is probably me. Is <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, got, it was very weird for me when my I, I took my husband's last name, and you know, you go. In my case, 22 years with the same last name, and then all of a sudden you have a new last name, and it's real weird. I still yeah. don't know how to sign it well. Like, I, like my signature doesn't look good oh, yeah. at all because it just I, doesn't feel good. I wouldn't have thought about the act of changing the signature. Yeah, yeah. it's real Jennifer weird. Was practicing her signature years ago. <laughs> what, it's two yeah. weeks in. <laughs> the day, um, day she met me, she says she's practicing the signature. Um, but yeah, I st- I, it must be very weird for her to have changed her name because it's weird for me that her name has changed. <laughs> oh, she forgets. She says that her name has changed. Yeah, yeah, it took me like a good year to 
really feel like, okay, my name is my name now. Oh, uh, looks like way. everyone will not be able to join us. That's a shame. Um, but uh, uh... That is quite all right. So, er- uh, Erica. Yes. Japan, would you go again? Uh- uh yeah definitely (laughs) we're we're talking about maybe going next year if whatever job i have at the time allows me to but we're thinking maybe like a week this time five days just to go maybe for the the g1 finals again which was the wrestling Mm -hmm. that we want to go see and like maybe like a day in disney or so was that Um, your like number one top thing that you did oh easily (laughs) like we had so much fun and the we it was in the budokan which you know is a really big (laughs) it's a really big historic like uh arena and it it was a big deal that it was there it hasn't been there in a very long time and uh and when you go in that place like it just feels important you know like everything about it seems old and cool you know awesome yeah but um historic yeah and there's really there's no bad seats in that place like everywhere is a good spot to sit so except maybe even on the floor like the first two nights we were on the floor and there's no elevation so if you're stuck behind somebody tall like you're screwed Mm -hmm. but um which happened to me the second night and then for the final two matches it was like i had like a guy in front of me and his much shorter wife next to him and so she got up to go to the bathroom like right before like the second to last match of the night and then when she came back she had him move over and then she sat in front of me and i was like oh my god thank you (laughs) she understands (laughs) (laughs) like i think i think it's because she clocked me like saw that i was like behind her and that there was a much taller man sitting next to me on the other side so yeah you know but it was i had a really great time it was really fun like if anybody cares about new japan i highly recommend trying to see it live because it was really good cool Mm. and also sam what would you say about new york would you go again yeah like a thousand times i felt like there was like (laughs) infinite things that i haven't seen and didn't do um and uh yeah uh the best thing that we did so basically all in one day we did the nbc the nbc studio tour um rockefeller plaza nintendo new york and then in the evening we went to see uh late night with seth myers which like erica do everything you can to get to go and see late night uh it was so good um, like he was really, really funny, and but it was so good to watch how they make it. So, like, um, for example, there were bits when, like, that so they even do the breaks. So, like, when there's a break, they stop recording and they stop for the length of time the break's going to be because he's like, they're like, we want the experience to be authentic, but they also they do stuff in the breaks. So, for example, like, um, in the first break, um, like Seth came and talked to the producers and was like, oh, you know, did this go well? Did that go well? That joke was good. This joke wasn't good, etc." And like we were sat directly behind the producer's table. So that was like super awesome because he was maybe three feet from me. Um, and then um, in the second break, after he'd interviewed you and McGregor, he was like, all right, now we're going to do some promos for local news teams. 
And he's like, so basically, this is going to go in the commercial bumper for the news. And he's like, this is where I pretend to know people that I've never met. And <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, you're watching Ro- like Roddy and James. Uh, tonight, I've got you and McGregor on the show. And then you and McGregor waves. And then the clip ends. <laughs> and it takes, he's got maybe four or five seconds to do the whole thing. And basically, he has to do loads and loads in a row. He has to do like 10 in a row. The first he finishes the first one and he's like six left and then like does another <laughs> one like instantly straight off the bat and then you is like oh you're so good at that and it's like oh thanks you and do you want to give it a shot and he's like oh yeah go on so you and mcgregor does one but you and mcgregor like you mcgregor just does it really quickly and really well and seth goes you had to do that thing where you compliment me on something and then do it much better than me instantly straight <laughs> after with no practice or preparation. <laughs> um, and uh, and then he did, um, uh, what was the last? Oh, he said, oh, I'll do one as quick as I physically can. And he just goes, hi, it's you, like, really, really quickly. It's really funny. Um, it's really and- funny. Yeah, uh, the warm-up comedian as well was very good. And, like, he was picking out people in the audience. He's like, hey, you guys, why are you here today? And I called, like, Seth Meyers. And he was like, all right, well, what do you do for a living? And this woman, the woman was like, oh, I work for uh, PepsiCo. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, what about you, sir? And he's like, oh, I'm a cryptocurrency analyst. And he just went, ah, tell me and nothing else. Uh, yeah, the whole experience was fantastic. And it's completely free. All you have to do is give up three hours of your life. Yeah, I keep so. saying I'm going to go see something taped, but then I never do. The only I've, I've gone to two TV show tapings, but they were Maury and Jerry Springer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've never been to anything in New York. I had to go to Connecticut for both of those. <laughs> wow. That's not what I would have expected. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. We, it was actually, it was my friend Lisa and I, we, we decided to skip all of our classes the, that day. <laughs> we got on a weird <laughs> bus, <laughs> picked us up in like on a random street in Manhattan. It was not a bus station. It was just like a spot where they told us to go. <laughs> and they took us to go see Maury and, uh, and, and uh, Jerry Springer. That's amazing. Oh, that no, wait, it wasn't Maury. It was, oh, God. We didn't get to see Maury. I wanted to see Maury. It was Jerry Springer and what's the guy? No, the uh, the guy who used to be on Jerry. Oh, Steve Wilkos. Oh yeah, his and yeah, he was a dick. He was such an asshole. Oh my god, he's the worst. Is that the point there? Like, yeah, but he was like a dick to people in the audience. Like at the at the beginning of Jerry's show, he was super cool. I wasn't expecting to like his show as much as I did because I I liked Steve's show better at the time, and um, and Jerry was like super cool. And he started like the show with like a, a little bit of stand up, and it was very funny. And then, um, but Steve, what he did because he's not a funny man, he uh, he did like a Q and A at the beginning, and he was like super rude to everybody asking him questions. Like, sorry, you asked for questions. I don't know why you're so upset about them. But <laughs> yeah, I, I Seth did a Q and A uh, in the final uh, final break, and I got to ask a question. It was very good. I basically was like which person have you always wanted to get on the show and uh, you've never been able to book? And he said, oh, okay. So <laughs> I remember Rihanna 
<laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm in love with Rihanna. And my wife fully supports my love of Rihanna because she knows that it's unrequited. And so and he's like, I would love to have Rihanna on the show, but also I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> like, it was really funny. He was he, he like most of the others were like, How do I get into comedy? How do I do this? How should I do that? And mine was like the question that was like, Tell us a good joke, basically. So <laughs> I felt really pleased about that. Also, we were in the front row, like we were literally right at the front. We were about twenty feet from Ewan McGregor when he was being interviewed. Uh Ewan McGregor was lovely as well. Um yeah, I was just trying to think of other good bits from the show, but um Did New York have- in general is just amazing. Did they have weird clothing requirements for you? Because they like told us what colors we could and couldn't wear. So there were no clothing requirements. And uh, I can tell you exactly why. It's because Seth never shows the audience in his show. Oh, okay. Um, like, I watched, I've, I've seen a few episodes of it now. Most of it, I watch clips on YouTube. Um, and like, they were like, oh, we'd like to pan to the crowd during the monologue. So make sure that like you're not doing something stupid and you're laughing on cue and you're paying attention during the monologue. Um, but the camera literally never looked at us. Like <laughs> I, I was watching the camera to see if it was on us to make sure I was doing it right. And it literally never even turned towards us. So it was filming like the drummer for the band because they have a guest drummer whenever Fred Armisen isn't available. Um. But yeah, the whole experience was incredible. Like, could, wouldn't trade it for anything. And the NBC Studio Tour was awesome. Like, we got to see the Saturday Night Live stage. So, like, look down and, like, you see the whole stage. Um, and, like, the stage is tiny. It's, like, twice the footprint of my quite small house. And it's where they have the whole of SNL. <laughs> um, like, the, you know, the musical performances stage. Yeah. Like, that's not much bigger than the kitchen that I'm sat in right now. <laughs> and like, that's a third of their set space. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe we can update on the monologue stage. I never that's even crazy. knew that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Because uh, I asked, I was like, where's weekend update? And they were like, <laughs> right there. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and the people who are sat on the floor... You know, in the in the show, you see sometimes people are sat on the floor. They're all vetted. They're all friends of cast members. Re- normal people aren't allowed to sit down because <laughs> they might interact with the celebrities. Mm. Makes so, sense. All so, cool so, Erica. Yes. When it comes to fourteen plus hour plane rides, oh my god! What was what was better for you for video games? Was it the Switch, the phone, a laptop? Um, I don't the think I touched the, the switch at all on oh, the wow. flight. Xavier was playing it a lot, but wow. I, I don't think I touched it at all. And we didn't do anything co-op either. I, uh, what, I used you, my you, phone. Wait, you didn't live the dream? You didn't kick out the kickstand and hold one Joy-Con each? <laughs> we didn't. I don't think we, we didn't at all. Wow. I'm actually surprised that we didn't like, we didn't prop up the, uh, the thing on the tray table or anything, but yeah, I honestly, that flight was just so miserable. Most of the time I ended up like just listening to music, closing my eyes and pretending like it wasn't happening. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, it was the worst flight, especially the flight home was the second flight home was really fucking bad. Um, I don't recommend air China if you can avoid it, (laughs) but they also lost our bags. (laughs) So it took like another day to get our bags back on the way home. But, everything made it okay and we brought we we brought back like bowls and like 
plates and stuff that we liked so like they came back intact so that was good but um the way there i pretty much only played wordscapes and uh which is a super fun game (laughs) and is really good and i'm glad you recommended it to me um and on the way back all i played was hold down um Mm -hmm. which i will talk about actually this is a good segue for it if you guys hold down right now it's, yeah. it's almost like I was setting it up without uh-huh. like a uh, speaking of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of holes. <laughs> uh, the this week's episode of the, the Beast Cast, Abby just constantly says the word balls, and it's very funny. <laughs> so anyway, Hole Down is a brick breaker game, and it's not. It's. It's not revolutionary in any kind of way. It's not doing anything crazy with, you know, brick breaker games. It's still, you're still breaking bricks, but it's so unbelievably fine tuned and polished. And it lets you like revel in your success a little bit. Like, like the, the game when it ramps you up, but you, you start out, I think, with like two balls, um, but you can get up to like. Yep like you get up to like at 32 is like a norm i think the highest starting amount you can get but you can earn up to 99 in a run um and when you like when you get off like weird angles and things like that and cool things happen it and you when you drop like a lot of bricks all at once um oh i should say that if you drop like a bottom brick that all the bricks above it will um fall down with it um as long as they are not polka dotted bricks the polka dotted ones you have to hit with the thing in order to get it to uh to fall and you have to hit each brick like a certain number of times it says on there it's gonna be like 70 or you know right so it's got some tetris to it yeah so it's like when you when you clear like a good number of bricks all at once by like letting a bunch of them fall it does this thing where it like slows down the music and like lets the the balls drop in slow motion and it's so satisfying and good and it's just like i'm just like oh i'm the best at this game every time that happens that, there's that's also a, like sorry go ahead i was gonna say that kind of reminds me of like uh oh what was it pac-man championship edition dx yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that in terms of like letting you be excited about what you just did because you did a cool thing and there's like a little guy in the corner that just like waves around and is super happy for what you're doing (laughs) he's very cute Um, but yeah i don't know if this game is just super well polished like it's four dollars on the app store but you can literally not put any more money into it if you wanted to there are no loot boxes there are no purchases whatsoever um at least as far as I'm aware, but I don't see where else they would hide them. <laughs> but uh, and the, the only currency is the, the crystals that you pick up as you go that you use to spend on upgrades. Um, and it's well worth the $4, in my opinion. I've gotten lots of hours out of it. I have gotten all of the upgrades now, um, and I've hit all of the world. You're like, you're supposed to be... Um, like drilling into the core of a planet and then once you get to the core you have to like hit the core a certain number of times and hope you have enough shots to do it <laughs> but um it's it, like I, i've hit the last one of those and i think that's it but i do have like a weird 
sneaking suspicion that there's a true ending to this game, but it's like like small small spoiler like the the last level is like an infinite level but i don't really think it's actually infinite so i don't know we'll see we'll see if i get there that's cool (laughs) does it have any form of like narrative even like in the like just little itty bits of lore that show up here and there or no there isn't at all the only reason why i think it might be infinite is on the like left side of the screen there's like a meter um, that ticks down where uh, when you're getting closer to like the core of the planet um, and the it's like however many meters down you are um, but the this the the black hole one which is the last one has a meter and it does tick down but extremely slowly and I've gotten nowhere near the bottom cool. but um, so I'm that's why I think that there probably is like a true ending but we'll see I don't know. Hopefully I get there someday. <laughs> I That's really super do cool. Like this game. How, how yeah. did you happen upon it? Um, Xavier was playing it on the bullet train in Japan. And I'm like, what's that game? Because I mean, as much as I like wordscapes, it was like, I was stuck on one puzzle for like a day. <laughs> That'll happen. And so I'm like, all right, I need a different game. Cause we're on like this train for like five hours. So I need to find something to do. Um, and then I ended up really playing a lot of it because of, um, we went to like a weird cave (laughs) oh i sent you guys pictures there was like a cave that we went to in japan that has like underground lakes it was like super cool but um and the train station that that services that area was taken away in a landslide so (laughs) so you have to take like a train much further away and then take a two-hour bus there and that two-hour bus like has like stop in a rest area for a bathroom break because it's so long <laughs> oh, crap. wait how how recent to your like to your visit did that station get all messed up oh like a few years before like oh okay maybe, it wasn't like two, within a week or... okay. no 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 okay. a few years but uh but there's like two trains to i mean there's like one bus every two hours that goes there so like if and if you miss the last one like that's it you're fucked like you're you're staying there overnight now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unless you're walking but i'm not <laughs> like <laughs> but uh it i don't know it so on that 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 bus i uh i spent pretty much the entire time um playing hold down and i don't know where boo where did you uh i think it was the game of the day on the app store oh it was the game of the day on the app store and that's why he oh. picked it up <laughs> Sick. Uh, dan mentioned it on the beast cast that's why i downloaded it but I've only played like five minutes. Everyone was playing that or something else on the uh, subway. Hold.io or Hold Down. Hold.io is the fake multiplayer donut county. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I, di- I did notice that there's like been a lot of, uh, there was like a Polygon article two days ago about hold down stuff and yeah i noticed it's, it's getting a little, a little steam I, I honestly hadn't even heard of it before you put it into the playlist so yeah uh-huh. yeah but, it's a good game yeah, it's very good it's really really well polished worth the four dollars in my opinion um the music's oh. really really good it would definitely be like a game of the year music contender for me <laughs> cool and it's made by one swedish dude apparently that's awesome yeah. good for him <laughs> Yeah, good for him. He he put out two other games, but I hadn't heard of them. I just saw the names of them, but I don't remember what I they are now. The new threes. Yeah, 
Yeah. The new 2048. There's probably another one we're missing. <laughs> uh, no, 2048 isn't the new three. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of missing something, Alex, you want to talk about having forgotten Anne? I had. I almost forgot about Anne, but then I came back to her. So I think I talked about this game like a month, maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, you guys were definitely here for it. Uh, it was when I brought like a a series of like seven games or something all at once. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the one at the very end that I was like, uh, yeah, I just like touched it. I haven't actually done anything with it. So um, I've restarted it this week and finished it completely. So I've seen it from start to finish and have lots of things to say about it. So first, uh, Forgotten Anne is a class based first person shooter in a battle royale game. No. Just kidding. <laughs> it's it's this like ridiculously stylish 2D and sometimes 3D puzzle platformer game. Uh, and my feelings on it are fairly positive. I'm not going to say they're wholly positive because they're definitely not. But um, the game itself is just a straight up single player, linear, narrative driven game. Uh, the story in general is super cool and the writers actually came up with a whole load of just really creative lore for their universe like if you look around there's lots of history like hiding in the nooks and crannies for you to explore which I always really appreciate and I'd say that the majority of the story the narrative stuff is executed really really well like if you want the short version of the story is that it takes place in this world where all of the forgotten things from our lives end up. So like your books or your blankets or your TVs or whatever. So objects that get forgotten end up in this world and then they're anthropomorphized and given life in like within this realm. So cool. you play as Anne, a human who lives in this realm and you are the quote unquote enforcer of the realm, which is basically she's the highest authority just under the person who actually rules the entire land. Uh, and so you, uh, I won't give away too much of the story because it's a, it's a narrative driven game. So, uh, it has lots of twists and turns as you would want and they're executed very well. But, um, one of the things I really like is that throughout the entire story, there's a ton of opportunities where you can just straight up like murder any of the characters, like any of the oh. NPCs, like any of them at any time. And that game uh, choice actually has quite a bit of consequence and especially on the ending uh, like I don't really want to compare it to something like Walking Dead or Undertale or anything like that it's kind of its own thing but uh, it, it is a very choice heavy game even if they're subtle choices and I actually really really enjoyed that and um, also about the story the thing I really love about it is it's it's a well written and a very concise narrative that has a good start, middle, and end. Uh, but its message is really clear and, like, really subtle at times and handled really well. So it ends up kind of being about, like, altruism and empathy contrasted with, like, extreme narcissism and self-righteousness and stuff like that. But it also deals, like, with some pretty heavy subjects because, like, if you think about it, the general populace of this area are everyday objects and the two people in control are humans. So, right. like, there ends up being questions of ethics of whether or not these quote-unquote things that have minds and thoughts and memories and everything like that, if they hold as much value as a human life. So you get, like, a lot of questions of morality and stuff. It's They handle it pretty well, though, admittedly, a few times it's not super subtle. <laughs> like, it's just basically yeah. on the nose. But uh, other than those, it was really cool. Um, 
visually like its style is really 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 cool and elegant uh i'd say it sits somewhere between a really well-drawn motion comic and like a studio ghibli film so uh it's really whimsical and it's just beautiful the environments you go through a whole bunch of unique and visually different areas uh and it kind of feels like I don't know, let's say Hell's Moving Castle. So, like, kind of a pseudo-European kind of thing. Uh, like, almost like a Japanese Europe, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, I know about that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's always really good, but the character art is also really good. Um, and there's, like, dozens of characters. Like, I'll, I'll get back to that. They're one of the best parts of the game. But uh, the only problem with the character art is, though, it is really pretty and when it's in motion it's super cool sometimes they zoom really far in and it looks real grainy when they get that far <laughs> in like it's pretty ugly but it's 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 fine they don't do it that often it's just really jarring because you're just like oh i see all the pixels okay um but uh yeah the characters like sorry the story is probably the best part of the game the characters are definitely a huge part of that and like i said there's dozens of them each with their own backstory and each of them are voice acted uh, they all play a part in the narrative and like a lot of them come back later kind of stuff like that It's really good. I I think they're all awesome. The music is really great performed by a large, large orchestra and stuff, but uh, I'm singing all these praises, but I do have a fair share of criticisms okay. <laughs> Most That's egregiously okay. Most egregiously it feels like total ass to play like oh, no. <laughs> the control is just terrible like sometimes it's totally unresponsive or like and would be doing really unexpected stuff like i'd be launched into the air when i'm trying to grab a ladder and like fall down to the start of the level and <laughs> oh, it just no. it, it, it feels awful uh it's i would say it's definitely a way better game to watch than to play <laughs> and um it was about a nine hour game and i would say some of the early game was extremely boring like just kind of story was going at a snail's pace and the puzzles you're looking at them and you're like yeah i know what the answer is this is just going to take me 20 minutes like collect this bring it here do that kind of stuff so it's kind of a slog though it gets way better in the second half um and speaking of puzzles some of them are just fucking terrible <laughs> like oh, no. they they felt more like trial and error than actual like you know engaging your brain to try and come up with a solution it was just like eh, i'm just going to move these things around and hopefully it works so in the end, I think it was a good game, not a great game. Uh, I recommend it, and like if you want it, you want me to give it a star rating, I'd probably say it's a four at its best, and then probably a three on average. Uh, but no matter what, uh, it's going to be coming back up in the game of the year talks for best story because, like I said, it deals with some pretty interesting ethical stuff, and it goes in some pretty fascinating directions that I will definitely spoil come that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay. forgotten man you can find it on steam ps4 uh i don't know about xbox pretty cool. good cool yeah i'm looking at it. it does look very pretty yeah it's it's a super gorgeous game and again maybe get xavier to play it so you don't have to touch so the controls to. at all <laughs> it is for, it is out on xbox it is on xbox okay great. yeah yeah um it doesn't it has some replay value like i said um the, the choices have consequences and at the end you kind of get a stage select uh it's kind of a spoiler to tell you how but it's in narrative <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. interesting okay um so 
uh, uh, one of the reasons I haven't been on the podcast in the last month is because I've been pretty busy getting married and going to New York and um, not really having time for games. Um, but what I have done is whilst I was in New York, uh, whilst I was waiting for the to get ready in the morning, I was playing about 15 to 20 minutes worth of uh, East 8 Lacrimosa of Dana, which was just released for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it came out on PS4 a year or so ago. Um, and I would describe East as what if a Monster Hunter game was a Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> um, so it's missing a lot of the stuff of Monster Hunter apart from the structure. So it's kind of like there's a base camp that you're building up and you are going out into the wilderness to um, explore this island. And the, the more you explore the island, the more resources you have, the more abilities you can, things you can do, basically. Um, and uh, but the combat feels kind of like a bit more grown up Dynasty Warriors, so you can hack and slash if you want, but you're gonna maybe want to, you're gonna need to use you know healing items and that sort of thing. Like most um enemies are weak to a certain damage type, so like piercing, bludgeoning, etc., uh, ranged weapons. And you can switch between your party members at will to make sure that you're dealing the right kind of damage. And once you open up an enemy to that kind of damage, anyone can damage them at full full attack power. Um, and also there's a perfect dodge and a perfect block. So, for example, if you are fighting uh, like a crab dude and it jumps in the air and slashes at you, if you block it at the exact time it hits you, you get like... Uh, 10 seconds of uh, every attack guarantee crit so like there's a little bit of skill in there if you want to try but if you don't you know you don't have to you can still just kind of slash away and um, the dodging and dashing stuff if you dash out of the way at the exact right time um, and the window on that is pretty wide um, then you get the same thing again, you get a burst of speed to get back to the enemy and uh, 10 seconds of like guaranteed crit. So it's really cool for against bosses. Um, I've literally never played an East game before. I don't know if any of you guys have. No. Yep. But uh, I didn't I didn't love it, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird because it's the kind of game that I would normally pick up for 10 minutes and go, ah, oh, this isn't for me. But I've played like six or seven hours of it. And as someone who's probably, since this game came out, only played about 10 hours of video games, uh, I felt like it was significant enough to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I did play one thing this morning that I thought might be semi-interesting. Uh, I played the Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate uh, demo for Switch. Mm. Um, so that's just Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's more monster hunter um i was better at it than i thought i would be um and i was teaching one of my friends who'd never played monster hunter what specific things were and he was like i wouldn't have even got past the first encounter with this monster if you hadn't told me what to do <laughs> so uh it was really fun um i still am unsold on buying it i have to say all right um, I'm interested in it, uh, but I think that the 
the void in my life that I wanted Monster Hunter to fill is Diablo now. I just have to <laughs> wait a couple of months. And Are you Monster Huntered out from like earlier this year too? Not so much, no. I think I've only played like 60 or 70 hours. Um, I know a lot of people were in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Very, totally totally uh, reasonable. Very good value for money. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I played Monster Hunter for quite a long time. I think that the, the thing with that was that uh, when I was very into Monster Hunter, I was working from home, so I had a lot more free time. So, like, I was taking an hour's lunch break and just playing Monster Hunter for that hour. And then when I was back working, I would eat at my desk. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Monster Hunter was very easy for me to play a lot of. Um, uh, and uh, everybody I knew was playing it. So it was kind of like jump in, play a couple of rounds, get back to work, etc. I played a lot with Andre, actually. Rip in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, Andre. Did he yeah. talk about uh, us meeting? I met Andre a couple he weeks talk- ago. <laughs> he talked about it very briefly. He did, yes. He was like, no, I didn't listen to the podcast. I should probably <laughs> um, Can I tell a funny story about that? You, you want to finish what you're doing, what you're saying? No, no, I was basically done. Uh, uh, okay. Everyone should try that demo because it's free and it doesn't have limited uses like most other Monsanto demos. You can just go and go and go. Nice. It's got three difficulty levels, and uh, every weapon is selectable from the start. Oh, that's kind of neat, actually. Yeah, there's probably, like, if you wanted to, there's probably, like, 15 hours of content in that demo. You're rerunning the same three monsters over and over, but, like, you can play multiplayer, you can play single player, you can play every combination of weapons. That's cool. That's yeah, that's, that's great. surprisingly kind. It's generous. Normally they have that. Yeah, generous. <laughs> They have that amount of content, but they'll only let you pay it three times. That's normally the Monster Hunter way. Mm. I was thinking about getting it out of curiosity. So, yo, what was up with the funny story with Andre in Japan? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so we went to Universal Studios Japan, um, where they had a new Evangelion ride there. That's unfortunate. (laughs) So... All right, so I mean, I know I know how you feel about Evangelion, but you gotta admit that that theme song is a hot, super hot fire banger, right? Yeah, like, absolutely, it's lit, fam. Yes, exactly. So Xavier and I, the whole time, we're like talking shit about how, like, oh, they're gonna play that song like a million times on the line, and then the entire time we're on the ride, because of course you should, right? They didn't play it once, not a single <laughs> time at all. Not even once. And so we were so upset, so disappointed. We're like, what kind of theme park is this? Like, what <laughs> what ride is this? I mean, the ride was actually really cool. It was really fun. It was like a VR roller coaster. It was really awesome. But um, the then we uh, we met up with Andre's girlfriend for karaoke after. And the very first song she sings, the very first song, the very first song is the theme song. <laughs> and... <laughs> Xavier and I were so happy. We were so excited. So she wasn't even with you at the time for the ride? She was not with us. She didn't know anything <laughs> about, like, Xavier and I talking about, like, uh, the the theme song and how it wasn't playing. And uh, and he was, you know, like, it was completely unprompted. That was just the first song she picked. <laughs> it was, like, a top ten most beautiful moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad Karen could be a part of it. 
Yeah, she's also a great singer. Oh. Andre sang "Hot in Here." That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope someone got a video of that. No, actually, I don't have any videos from that night. I don't know how that happened, but I don't have a single one. I, I would. That's. That's, that's that's from the day after Xavier said that we have we do have videos, but it's it, Xavier and I went to karaoke by ourselves the day after. And, uh, <laughs> no, the Harry Potter ride. Oh, the picture from the Harry Potter ride. Oh, I thought you were talking that about the song picture that we karaokied <laughs> by Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I, I chopped it in the group chat, right? That that horrible yes, picture. You did. Well, yeah. I, maybe I'll use that as the picture for this episode. <laughs> that it's sounds good. Very fun. If there was a better one, the Jurassic Park one was better, but I wasn't going to pay for two of them, honestly. <laughs> I just take a picture of the screen. That's all I always do. They they like they're so aggressive about it. They're like right there and just gave you like a big X. To, no, don't take a picture. Wow. You know just speak spanish at them until they let you do it <laughs> so erica yes did you have i i already know the answer to one of these but did you have an opportunity to visit any cool like animal cafes or the fox island oh um, the fox island we wanted to go but it's like so far yeah and it's such a hassle to get to that like you'd kind of have to stay the night there and yeah. like we weren't really prepared to do so um, but we did go to an owl cafe, Hell, which was yeah super cool. I was like, I was kind of afraid going into it because I thought like maybe it was going to be like a little sad, but it it actually wasn't sad at all. Like the owls are super well taken care of. Like you could tell the staff really cares and knows the owls' personalities really well because like um, when we got there. Uh, Xavier gave his name as a reservation um, instead of mine because he thought it was under his name. Um, And they got very excited when they heard his name because they had an owl named Charles Xavier. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh. (laughs) So then as soon as it was time to like hold owls, um, they they brought they brought Charles Xavier over to Xavier and had him hold him. And they asked me which one I wanted to hold. And I said, oh, I don't know this one. And I like pointed to like a random owl and they said, that's not a great idea. <laughs> I said that that's, <laughs> that's Charles Xavier. <laughs> said it's, that he was enemies with Charles Xavier. <laughs> that's <laughs> that hilarious. It was a bad idea. And I said, okay, then which one do you recommend? And they said, sweet potato. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> like sweet potato is a superstar. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> And she was. She was a superstar. She was great. She was very sweet. She was a sweet potato. And, you know, like that place was really awesome. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's, uh, I'm trying to find the name of it because if anybody's ever listening to this and is going to, it's called Akiba Fukuro Owl Cafe. It's in Akihabara. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really cool. And, Highly recommend it. Not expensive too, which was cool. Not a cafe. Also, there is no food or drinks there. You just have owls in a room. Just owls. <laughs> All most of the owls were named after food, though. But you can't eat the owls. <laughs> Not with that attitude. But that's super cool. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I, I really like that place a lot. Hmm. That sounds cool. Yeah, I did the Studio Ghibli Museum, which oh, was really man. cool too. That was really awesome. Yes, they have please. like a they they play like a um 
shorts that are like exclusive to the museum there right wow. and they had just like debuted like a new one so we got to see that one which was pretty cool it was about like a little caterpillar and there's a lot of poop in it which is weird oh man <laughs> i need to go to japan <laughs> <laughs> It was very funny. The kids were dying. They were just laughing so hard. There was well, like a shower of caterpillar poop. That's wonderful. I mean, have you ever seen Pompoko? No. So, have you, Sam? No, I haven't. Oh, so that is a older Ghibli movie that has a lot of raccoon balls. <laughs> so go on. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm just saying recommended. It's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, it, that museum is really cool. It's it they they don't allow you to use phones in the museum, so I don't really have any pictures of it other than the outside. Um, but you also cannot buy tickets hmm. there. You have to get them in advance, like the month before. Um, hmm. And so, they, but they do have a ticketing booth that just has a giant Totoro in it instead. <laughs> and like, I mean, obviously he can't sell you any tickets. <laughs> he's just a giant stuffed he's, animal. He's just decorative. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was so beautiful. It was really really pretty. It was really you could tell a lot of care went into it. It wasn't like you know just slapped together. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's it, I think. Is, is there any other cool parts of Japan that you want uh, to talk about? Man, I mean, probably... Oh, the baseball game. It was lit. What? Oh, wait, my God. We wait, went to wait, a- wait, 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 wait. So do, do you frequently attend baseball games? Is this... I have been to several baseball games, but I am not a baseball fan. Okay. Uh, my mom is a really big Yankees fan, so I went to a lot of Yankees games as a child. Um, and then, like, uh, one of Xavier's coworkers plays in like a marching band that played in uh, Shea Stadium for the Mets, so we went to that like last year. So it, it, like, I, I've been to like baseball games and fairly recently, but I'm not like I don't follow the sport. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So we. We, we went to a baseball game because we're just like, I don't know, why not? It seems like a thing to do. <laughs> um, and it seemed, you know, like a like a relatively inexpensive day because you just go there and, I mean, you got to pay for your ticket, but it wasn't horrendous. It was in the Tokyo Dome, which was really cool because Wrestle Kingdom's in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> I was excited <laughs> about that. Um, but, yeah, the we, we saw the, uh, the Tokyo Giants... Uh, against what uh, something dragons i don't remember where they're from the dragons in japan <laughs> uh, the, the chu the chunichi dragons um and it was fire oh my god so they have designated cheering sections in like like for seating um, so you have to buy tickets in the cheering section if you want to be a loud person in like the stadium and then they also have a designated section for the away teams cheering section. Oh. So, and those people were on one. Oh my God. Like, like they were, they were like, first they, they cheer from the moment. Like, like every, every baseball player has its own chant and like, like a weird hand dance movement Whoa. with it. Really? And yes. <laughs> and they start from the moment they step up to the plate and they do not stop until he leaves. <laughs> like it is just, it's wow. It's so aggressive. It's so loud. It's really fun. <laughs> like, 
we were seated like somewhat near the away team's uh, cheering section, and they were so much more hype than like the home team's cheering section. That's probably because like I don't know they were trying to put on a good face for them, I guess. But totally. Mm. I mean that. So I have a similar experience in terms of kind of being an away team section. Uh, two years ago, well, I've been a couple times, but specifically two years ago, I went to the international, the Dota tournament. Oh, and, wow. Uh, there's a whole section that is taken up by the Chinese fans, and it is louder than any other section <laughs> by like an order of magnitude, even though it's just that tiny little sliver of people. <laughs> so it's amazing how much volume people can produce when they're concentrated like that. <laughs> yeah like wow it was it was really cool it was really it was a lot though that that sounds great yeah yeah it was a museum that had a like a a shonen jump exhibition going on too which was really cool i I bought some some my hero academia stuff there um i got a big poster that was cool i gotta get a frame for it um are you gonna get some of those glasses like I would if it was in the budget, but your girl's unemployed and spent way too much money <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> but yeah, like I bought oh god, I bought way too much stuff. I bought so much stuff in the wrestling store. Like that New Japan has like a has like mm. their own store that they gave me washi tape that I don't know what to do with, but they gave me like four bullet club washi tapes and like I'm like, I don't know. What what is a washi tape? Yeah, what's a washi tape? Okay, so I kind of know what this is because one of my family members um, uses like planners and has like a an Instagram following for her planner. Um, (laughs) So they're like it's like decorative tape that Uh like you can use to just like you you put it like uh, she like divides things with it. I guess it's like just decorative tape, (laughs) but. So now I have all of this Bullet Club washi tape that I don't know what to do with, but because I don't have a planner and I don't have the patience to maintain a planner either. I thought it was like um, uh, uh, I can't remember what the name, like physio tape, like you tape up your thumbs when you do weightlifting. Oh and stuff. yeah, <laughs> uh, use, it, use it for boxing. <laughs> Yeah, this would rip <laughs> pretty easily but i got this oh, really wow. cool shirt there i don't know if you guys remember yano from the wrestle kingdom he does like a thing that goes like toro yano oh, yeah, yes. like, so he got he's got like this trivia man which i think was a clever use of that <laughs> that's very good yeah yeah so uh, xavier bought it and then i talked him into giving it to me because <laughs> i wanted it <laughs> that's um true love right there (laughs) it's more that he's very sweaty and would yellow this white shirt very quickly (laughs) (laughs) oh i just realized i bought a white shirt (laughs) it's Um, a problem (laughs) uh yeah the the shirt that i wore to jfk on the final day when it was like mega hot was like kind of semi-ruined no, but luckily, no. luckily, uh, strong wash fixed it. It was this shirt actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, strong wash fixed it. But there were some extremely uh, white sweat patches that are like very, very sweaty that had then dried. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, it's it's real hot in Japan. Mm, so I, I hear you like and, yeah. and humid. 
Yeah, <sighs> man, the humidity. Like I almost died when we were with Andre the day before I threw up because of the heat. Like wow. <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a rough time, when especially we when in. like we we did like a thing called uh well it's like we did a thing um it's Yamadera which translates to mountain temple. Um, so we climbed like a thousand steps up like this place mm-hmm. in to go see a temple and then a thousand steps back down. And this is not it's not a spot for someone as ma- as asthmatic as I am to be because the <laughs> air is real thin up there. <laughs> like it was a bad time. Also, mm-hmm. our layover in China was not good for my asthma either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, we were by like an active volcano and that was also not good for my asthma. And they gave me like a weird, a weird towel. I still have it because I didn't use it. Um, but they, they gave me like a wet towel to breathe through. Like it was like an individually wrapped one mm-hmm. um, to breathe through in case I couldn't handle like the volcanic ash in the air. Wow. It's, I mean, that's very nice of them to have handy, but that's not a consideration that you generally have in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I had my inhaler with me, so, I mean, I was okay. Yeah, I I don't know if I told you guys I was in Toronto last week, um, and we actually went to a baseball game as well, uh, Mm. to the Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, so... Obviously, I was cheering for the Red Sox, given my history with Boston, but... um, (laughs) We were leaving, and um, we were like, oh, it's raining a little bit. That's fine. So we're just going to walk through the rain. Uh, no, it ended up they had a ton of flash flooding, and like it was a really intense storm. And at one point, we were walking through the street uh, with water almost up to our hips. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was really amazing. What the fuck? Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's so uh toronto it's a beautiful city full of flooding and natural disasters and stuff it's great (laughs) that's crazy yeah that's scary you weren't like afraid of like getting taken away no i thought it was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) oh boy I don't know. Like I, we we had rains that bad when like Hurricane Sandy was happening, and it was no way I was going outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't have anything crazy when we were in New York, but like every day it was like thirty five degrees, and it just felt like it was forty five. Like obviously, we're not super used to the yeah. old hot weather. Sorry, yeah. Erica, for context, but, 45 is like 110. Okay. Maybe 100, 110. Okay, what's 35? It's like 90s. 80s, isn't it? 90s? Yeah, I think it's like 90-ish. Okay, yeah, that sounds like New York summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's real. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's not as bad as Japan, but it's real rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether I would go again in the summer. I think it'd be fun to go, like, winter time sort of yeah. thing. Uh, 45 Celsius is 113 Fahrenheit. So we do get a a, a snowy winter. Like yes, it's do. like we don't get like snow every day, but when it does, like it usually like dumps, you know. So mm, same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you could go like fall or spring, that that's probably 
a better time to go. February is a very great time to visit New York because it's not extraordinarily cold and there's also very few tourists. That does sound good. Um, <laughs> there were very few tourists, although uh, it made me laugh. A lot of places I was like, oh, we'll be cool because we'll be the British people. And there were British people in the queue in front of us. <laughs> it's um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I did I did write a quiz for this week. I just oh, yeah. realized the time. I did write a quiz, and it's based on the games that we're going to be uh, discussed in episode 30. Oh my god, <laughs> what was episode 30? <laughs> episode 30 was um, Florence, No Man's Sky, and um, somebody else has something else. <laughs> Let me um, see if I can pull up that episode. I deleted all of the data that I had here previously, which had the names. <laughs> Octopath Traveler, No Man's Sky, and Florence. Yep. Yeah. So, um, okay. All right, this, this, is a, this is a 1v1, Erica. Yeah, 1v1. <laughs> I should have done all true or false questions and made you both pick the opposite. <laughs> all, I wasn't um, even on this week that, that week's <laughs> podcast well this is going to be fun for everyone right. <laughs> um, okay two Florence questions Hell Florence yeah. question number one how old is Florence oh great <laughs> is she uh, wait at, at the start of the game or the end of the game because there's some time that passes uh, how old is she stated when you look it up on Wikipedia? <laughs> okay. Is she A, 25, B, 28, or C, 23? Uh, okay. Okay. A, 25, B, 28, C, 23. <laughs> Let's get your answers, please. Three, two, one. Show me the money. You're both wrong. She's 25. I thought she was 28 at the end of it, but... Hey, look, I'm going by the Wikipedia description <laughs> of the game. Okay. I have played it, but I played it the day it came out, so... <laughs> um, I haven't played it at all, so that was a pure guess. It's really uh, good. You should play it. It's very, very good. I highly recommend it. Okay. Speaking of the day it came out, Florence was released on March 14th, 2018. <laughs> true or false? A is true, B is false. <sighs> I played it like three weeks ago. Can you, can you give me that date again? March 14th, 2018. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get your answers in three, two, one. It is a false. So Alex gets that one right. Yeah. I thought we did we talk about it in February or something? Yeah. It came out on Valentine's Day. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. I just added a month. <laughs> I was like, oh, March seems right for when you were talking about it. <laughs> it was very close. Uh, here's one for the Pats in the audience. Uh, which band recorded the soundtrack for No Man's Sky? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. A, 65 Days of Static. B, Explosions in the Sky. Or C, Godspeed! Exclamation point. You Black Emperor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's A, 65 Days of Static, B, Explosions in the Sky, C, Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Everybody ready? 
Hell yeah. Let's get the answers in three, two, one. A is correct, so you both get a point for that one. Yeah. I just I just know those other two bands, so <laughs> I feel like they would have it would have stuck out if they were doing the soundtrack. The name just sounded right to me, like maybe I had heard it somewhere, but Sure. Maybe Pat said it while going hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Xavier's been playing since we've gotten back from vacation. It's no oh, really? Yeah. Oh, speaking of music, real quick as an interjection, um, mm. I, I suggested just shapes and beats to Xavier. I said Alex recommended just shapes and beats as like a co-op game we could play together. And he goes, that sounds like something his music ass would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I am a music ass. It's true. <laughs> But um, uh, you weren't, no, neither of you were for that episode, but that game is extraordinarily charming and it's definitely coming up in game of the year discussions for everything. I very much plan to play it. Yeah, it it is right now sitting at my number two, maybe number one. It depends on the day. (laughs) It has the best story mode. It's so good. Cool. Um, Okay. Two more questions. Question four. This one was actually put in for Andre, but he's uh, slept through the show. Uh, Rest in power, Andre. (laughs) How many episodes were there of Dragon Ball Z? Oh, wow. Is it A? Z? Yeah. Okay. I'd say it your way. Uh, (laughs) How many episodes were there of Dragon Ball Z? Is it A, over 9,000? Is it B, 420? Is it C, 291? I know what I want it to be. <laughs> uh, when I was playing Monster Hunter this morning, um, I set up a private lobby and you have to put in a four-digit code. And uh, the I'm talking over a uh, voice chat with the, my friend and he's like, oh, what's the code? And I was like, what do you think it is? And then instantly he showed up in the lobby. <laughs> he put in 6969, which is what I had already put Nice. <laughs> Uh, okay, so how many episodes were there of Dragon Ball Z? Were there A, over 9,000, B, 420, C, 291? Let's get your answers, please, in three, two, one. You're both correct. That was an easy one. I really, <laughs> really wish like it was enough. 420, though. That would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, it didn't sound like it. enough to me that I was, like, almost like, maybe it is 420. <laughs> like... <laughs> And finally, for our guest star, what was Waluigi's first appearance? Not on this podcast. <laughs> what year? Sorry, it was Waluigi's first appearance. Oh, what year? What year? Oh, that's Ooh. way harder. Because yeah. yeah. I, know, I know the game. <laughs> Is it A, 2006, B, 2004, or C, 2000? The Willennium itself. <laughs> Can you give it to me again? Yep, so uh, what year is Waluigi's first appearance? A, 2006, B, 2004, C, 2000. Okay, all right. Okay, I think I know what it is. I think so too. Let's get your answers in three, two, one. It is C, you're both correct. Hell yeah, It it was that Game Boy Mario Tennis, wasn't it? It was an N64 game, I think. 64 Mario Tennis? It was definitely one of the Mario Tennis. I thought it was the Game Boy one. Mario Nintendo 64 was his first appearance. 
Uh, first debuting in the 2000 Nintendo 64 game Mario Tennis to polarizing reception from the media, <laughs> Waluigi has since attained a cult following, especially helped through his use as an internet meme. Yeah, the the Game Boy one came out slightly later that year. Oh, it was the same year? Okay, that's same the first year. time I saw him. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was like July and then November. Oh, sick. <laughs> I just looked that up. I didn't have that oh. knowledge in my head. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I was like, am I crazy? <laughs> There's an extremely long and um, interesting article about um, Mario sports games on Kotaku that's linked from that Wikipedia. I'll send it to you guys. It's like two to three pages long. That's disturbing. I imagine yeah. Sonic and Mario at the Olympics probably takes up a lot of that because licensing weirdness. Hmm. Uh, where's that messenger thread? Okay. Um, but yes, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Um, that's all I have planned. Um, oh, actually, I have one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Are you, you talk, are, you gonna, window, are you going to talk about sexism in the industry? Because <laughs> no. we'll be here for another two hours if we do. <laughs> yeah, it's three minutes to midnight, so uh, I'd get out of here and listen to that Linkin Park song. Um, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Good reference. Wow. <laughs> Um, so I uh, was listening to the Giant Beast cast recently and I noticed that they had this running joke where they ask Jeff Bacalar if he completed his homework um, and I don't want to give you all the homework but what I thought would be interesting is if um, you set a goal for something gaming related you wanted to do this week so for example it could be like I want to try Just Shapes and Beats or uh, I want to um, play something on the Switch. Or, you know, I just, uh, I had this idea. We could all go away and think about it, decide what we whether we would ever want to do it. But um, I, I think it might be slightly helpful for me as I don't tend to schedule time in to play games much anymore because I have very little free time at the moment. I, so, yeah. I've got one because I feel like otherwise I might not Ooh. do this. I need to finish Overcooked too, <laughs> by by next week because I need to I need to put that game away. <laughs> you need it. You need it out of your life now. I need it out of my life, and the only way it's getting out of my life is if I finish it. Mm. So you, have to, you have to treat it like a turd. You have to pass it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, speaking of turds, I have a really good video to send you guys. Oh, <laughs> I am so ready. Is it your body is Reggie. <laughs> um, it's, I'll, I'll it's, definitely be bringing Overcooked 2 next week. Okay, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, next week I will try and bring something that was released in 2018. I, I promise nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I really want to play Dead Cells, actually. And um, I'm like, yeah, you should. forcing myself not to buy and play it because I'm playing other video games. Um, like I've got East, and East is like a ninety-hour game, and I'm like ten hours in. So uh, I really want to play more of it. I sent like I was renting East and Octopath, and I sent back Octopath. So I was like, I want to only play one game. And this the video that I sent you is insane. By the way, it was filmed at the University of Bath. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it, it, it. That's just a huge turd. Yeah, it's so big. 
Oh my god. They're, po- they're poking Whoa. it. They're poking it with a stick. Whoa. Oh like, wow, they're fishing it out. Oh my god. Because it won't flush, they have to get it out. Okay, like you like Okay, I saw the title. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know what this is going to be, but wow, it's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's like three Keurigs. Oh my god. <laughs> so, no. Andre isn't currently on the cast. He just sent a message to the chat asking why. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now oh. I know what the image for this, this episode is going to be. <laughs> oh no. It should just be the image of the man looking at the camera. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh my god. In- English uh, Facebook is brilliant. You guys are really missing out. So Red spe- faced, so, laughing. So speaking of turds, uh, my 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 goal for next week is I'm going to do some at least a couple days of streaming. Ooh, yeah. Um, do you know what? My goal. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to hopefully do it tomorrow. Is I'm going to finish um, Warmind, the second DLC for Destiny Two. So I want to be done by the time Destiny comes out. And I think that's a great aim for me to go for. Destiny? Destino. Excellent. <laughs> when does Anthem come out? Is that still November March or whatever? Next year. Oh, I thought it was this year. Okay, never mind. No, it's March next year. It's like a week after Division 2. Or vice versa. No, Anthem is February 22nd and Division 2 is March like okay. 1st or 2nd or something. That'll be interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably end this podcast because now we've already watched a 54-second video of a man fishing a poo out of a toilet. <laughs> to be fair, it uh, was a very impressive poo. <laughs> Fiona's watching it. She's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not... She looks at me and she says, a human cannot have made that. <laughs> well, so wow. that's, that's our evening. Yeah. Thank um, you for all of this, for all the poops and all of the stories of foreign lands. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I spent four hours and like five hours in the car today, so I'm a bit loopy. It's, um, it's been good to be back. Definitely. Um, let's talk about where you can find us all. Um, you can Google Alex. It's very easy. He's nodding. Uh, you can, yeah. Where can they follow you on Twitch, Alex, if you're going to stream this week? Um, you, I can try and stream to Pornhub. So if you go yeah. to pornhub.com slash user slash C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, there might yeah. be a stream of our video games on there and nothing else because it is a completely safe for work channel. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, what about any... Oh, so you've marked it safe for work, which means that no suggested links can come up. Right. Well, no, I, I can't guarantee that if you go to Pornhub <laughs> that you'll see anything remotely safe for work, but our stream will be safe for work. Excellent. Um, and Erica, where can everyone find you? Um, if you want to go look at all my my vacation pictures and a lot of wrestling pictures mostly, you can go to my Instagram, <laughs> um, which is Erica, spelled A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H, um maybe i'll record an episode of my other podcast one day (laughs) which is called tempered expectations man i really should do that 
I've got a lot to talk about. For the next episode. I've got so much to talk about now. We went to the G1. Tanahashi won. The guy no, with the nice spoilers. hair. The one Good with the big man. fluffy ponytail. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll definitely listen to the next episode. Oh gosh, don't tap my hands. That's your homework. Um, that, yeah. You know what? That's my homework. I'm going to record an episode of my other podcast. <laughs> and we're going to get back to recording Comic Book Fix. Yeah, um, well, we're going to record one episode. <laughs> yeah, record and release one episode. Did you read Fantastic Four issue one? Or did I didn't not? yet. It's, it's very good. I don't really recommend it. Um, Alex, if you like Fantastic Four or you are vaguely interested, it's a very, very good issue. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about are. Fantastic Four also, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, written by the guy who wrote the Spider-Man issue that we read two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I'll so. definitely read it. It's not like... Always commit to one to one issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, we'll let you know via various social media avenues, um, avenues uh, if we record a comic book podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in, listening, liking, subscribing. Leave us a review, I guess, on anything you're listening to this on. Literally anything. We'll take it. Doon. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to comment on our Facebook page or anywhere like that, we'll, if you ask us anything, we'll discuss it, I'm sure, because you'd be the only person to have done so. Uh, and uh, we'll speak to you all next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Wa- watch Happy Sugar Life. Okay, bye. Bye. I don't think I want to. Bye.